cool. And then just masturbate into a Petri dish, chuck it in the fridge, and take it to Ellie and Mickey's house. Ellie and Mickey? Wow, such weird names, right? <laughs> anyway, you could have picked two better names, but that's their actual names. Look them up. San Rafael. Um, San Rafael? No, they moved just recently to Fairfax. So, <laughs> Anyway, um, uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, I worked for the Hillary campaign for four months. <laughs> That was a good time. Um, didn't end so well, but fuck it. And, um, <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and uh, basically, I, I was... Um, I was hoping she would win, and I was hoping that I could get hired into the White House because I've always had this fantasy that I could be her Monica. Um, just fuck, I mean, can you imagine? It would be so good. I'd probably get a Wikipedia page, and wow, she could just take me into that Oval Office anytime she wanted to. Anyway, that didn't happen, so that's too bad. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys ever see those bumper stickers, Giant Meteor 20, uh, 2016? Still, still on quite a few Priuses. If you just, it's 100% Prius. Good bumper sticker. I, uh, I approve. Yeah. Fuck. Um, oh, we, okay. Thank you very much. I'm Jacob Allen. <laughs> Regina, Russian. Make some noise for Regina Fletcher. I love all these introductions and um, inquiries into my ethnic and religious background. Um, yeah, so I, um, gosh, with everybody kind of airing their grievances, I, I just want to tell you guys, like, I'm, um, I'm actually a, a survivor of various uh, foodborne illnesses. Um, I know a lot of people this Thanksgiving were worried about um, romaine lettuce. Obviously, I survived that one, vegetarian. And um, yeah, I also, uh, because of vegetarianism, I, I survived uh, Chalua, you guys know? I'm sorry, I guess I should have looked at the crowd better. You guys probably better understand Northern Vietnamese accent, Jalua. Oh. Yeah, thank you. Okay, cool, cool, cultured crowd. Um, so I, I know a lot of people are here looking at me, kind of wondering, um, I, I see your, your ethno-dietary stereotyping. What's a nice vegetarian girl like me getting up here talking about Vietnamese sausage? Well, I'll have you know, I am an expert in the topic. I'm married to a Vietnamese man, um, but he disagrees on whether or not Jiao Lua is a Vietnamese sausage. Um, you know, our in-laws were, were texting us in very lengthy text messages about this Jiao Lua recall, which apparently no one else heard about. And, um, you know, I'm like, it, it, it's obviously a sausage. Like, I've seen it at your, your family's meals before. And he's like, and I quote, Jiao Lua is not a sausage, it is rolled meat. I'm like, okay, um, I don't know, that sounds a lot like a sausage. He's like, it's too thick to be a sausage. I'm like, nope, nope, that is not a qualification for not being a sausage. Um, so, so we took it to the ultimate source of authority, um, facilitated by our best model for asking people for money, unapologetically, Jimmy Wales's Wikipedia. And I looked it up, and it said, drumroll please, Jalu is a very popular Vietnamese sausage. I know, I know. Um, you guys knew that, because you're all cultured and stuff with your North Vietnamese accents. Um, yeah, but then he still didn't agree with me. He's like, I know you. You knew I was gonna ask to look at the Wikipedia page. You edited that page yourself. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, this is how radicalization starts. When you don't even believe digital sources of authority, you think that I edited the Wikipedia page on Ja Lua? No, no, no. Um, I mean, this is, this is truly how people get radicalized when we stop agreeing on fundamental shared truths. Like, you, do you guys know that YouTube is one of the fastest ways for people to get radicalized? Anyone here radicalized by YouTube? I mean, yes. Well, how are you radicalized? Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Alex Jones is a prime example. <laughs> yes. So what what kind of things what kind of things show up on your YouTube recommended videos? <laughs> wow, this is amazing. Okay, I need to start following Alex Jones apparently. Um, this is better than my hashtag gay for pay uh, Instagram. <laughs> tag which which got a bunch of porn stars to start following me but um anyway so, <laughs> I love hashtags and Instagram um I got invited to join the Illuminati through my Instagram actually it was like a high achieving moment so anyway I um yeah I I also have gotten radicalized by YouTube I mean I get suggestions coming up in my feed like you know no so cut t-shirts yeah I know how to make these. You like fold them and, and you cut the vents so it like fits you really nicely. And um, you know, people ask me like, do you personally feel the effects of global warming? I'm like, not in my no-so-cut t-shirt. Fight the power. Um, so I'm gonna end on that radical note because my ability to calculate two minutes is moderately compromised. Thank you, you guys have been great. Oh my goodness. Um, your next comic is very successful at something, I assume. Aditya Shankar! Thank you. Happy New Year, everyone. Anyone, uh, anyone still have any resolutions left that they've uh, kept up four days in? Anyone? I didn't think so, yeah. Um, I'll just address the elephant in the room right away. I know what you're thinking, like, this guy looks lactose intolerant, right? Like, I just know. I give off that vibe, I guess, right? Like a cheesecake could just destroy me, right? No, uh, I am lactose intolerant, but I love milk, right? So when I eat a bowl of ice cream, I feel like one of those brown guys you see at a Trump rally, right? Like, this isn't medically safe for either of us, right? <laughs> right? Like, I can't digest dairy, they can't digest reality, right? It's just like two peas in a, two peas in a pod, really, right? People are telling us, you know you're gonna pay for this later, right? We're both like, don't worry, Mexico's gonna pay for it. <laughs> uh, no, but due to my lactile uh, dysfunction, I, I carry around those like lactose pills, right? Because when the time is right, you can be ready, right? <laughs> uh, every, you all know uh, Michelangelo's statue, the David, right? You ever realize that's just a 16th century dick pic? Right? Like, thousands of people visit Florence every year just to see an unsolicited sexual advance, right? Just Renaissance-era harassment, right? Like, I know they claim it's like the biblical hero, David, right? But I feel like that became the story after HR got involved, right? Yeah. I imagine, like, David's going to Michelangelo, right? He's like, so there's this girl, Esther, at the office, right? She wants nothing to do with me, but I feel like if we sent her a fully nude statue of myself, she'd change her mind, right? Hashtag me, I, I, right? 
uh, I was reading the news the other day because uh, up to that point, my day had been just going too well. I really needed to come down a couple pegs. Uh, and I read something about, there's like this study abroad program that they have between North and South Korea, right? And I'm like, who in South Korea is signing up for this thing, right? You know? Like, I imagine it's not any of like the, the valedictorians aren't signing up for this thing, right? It's like, you know, I just want a taste of bloodthirsty autocracy, right? Like, just a taste, right? Uh, and so like normally when people come back from studying abroad, I kind of get annoyed when they talk, right? I kind of get annoyed when they talk about like how life-changing their experience was, right? But if you're that kid that went from North Korea to South Korea and then back, you are allowed to never shut up about that experience, right? And he's telling his friends like, you know, South Korea, man, it was just so liberating, you know? Like, you just, you just wouldn't understand, right? And the food, oh my God. Like, you know in their culture, they eat every day, right? <laughs> uh, everyone, uh, anyone here go to elementary school? Yeah. yeah? Wow, quite a few, all right. Yeah, I did as well. And uh, you all remember like culture day, where you kind of dress up in your like, dress up and like present about your heritage and stuff like that? No, it was that day you got to skip fifth period. Remember that one? Uh, that one, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. And like I grew up in like um, a small place in New England called Massachusetts, right? And it was kind of weird in my fourth grade class, right? Like I was the most like quote unquote diverse kid, right? Um, and nothing says we embrace diversity, like having the one brown kid dress up in ethnic garb and then staring at him all day, right? Um, like the kid from Wisconsin is wearing a che like literal cheese on his head, but I'm the weird one, right? Like my culture is the weird one. Right? Uh, but in fifth grade, it was, uh, it was a lot better in fifth grade, right? Because we had uh, a kid in our class from Ohio, right? And I was like, finally, a foreign student, you know? <laughs> it was great. All right, I think I'll wrap it up there, guys. That's kind of all I wanted to try. <laughs> That is that shit. Uh, is Michael Taylor here? Yeah. Make some noise for Marcus Howard. <laughs> All right, what's up, guys? How's it going? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so a bunch of people were talking about Uber earlier. Um, I think Uber's interesting because it's like one of the few like experiences where you pay to be somebody's hostage for like a short amount of time. You know, like I'm not talking about like kidnapping kind of hostage. I'm talking more like a conversational hostage. Like has this ever happened to you, you before? You get in your uh, Uber and you're just trapped in like conversational Auschwitz for like the next 30 minutes. Uh, that happened to me the other day. I got in my Uber and and uh, my Uber driver, like immediately after I said, what's up, like started telling me all about his conspiracy theories and his alt-right belief system. And I was just like, dude, I just wanted to go to the gym, not think about like if the US should pull out of Syria or not. Like now I'm in my, my soul cycle class and like my calves are burning, but you know, so is the Middle East. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like most of my Uber drivers, they're immigrants and I feel for them too, because like, you know, it's like this guy who used to be like a part of the space program back in his home country is now driving around a bunch of drunk 20 somethings who are trying to fuck in the backseat of his car. <clears throat> And it's like, you know, fucking Fahoud has to let it happen because he needs that five star, you know. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel like immigrants who come to the United States uh, feel a lot, feel like see the United States the same way that we see uh, 
like LA, you know, like we feel like we're going to go out there and make it. But then like a year later, we're curled up in a ball after being fucked. And we're just like, this wasn't supposed to happen like this. Um, I'm not really much of a fan of Instagram and, you know, like social media and everything. I feel like it's kind of gotten out of control. Like, I feel like it's a lot like Donald Trump, you know, like we had a chance to stop it back in the past, but now it's way too powerful. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, Instagram. Instagram is one that's interesting to me because for me, Instagram is just millions and millions of pictures of people standing in front of shit more interesting than them. And <laughs> or like Facebook, I really like Facebook. Uh, my favorite thing on Facebook is the uh, hater posters. We've all seen this before, right? It's usually the person who's like, you know, I'm out here grinding, I'm doing my thing, but these haters want to, you know, talk all this shit. Fuck these haters. And my response to that is always like, dude, you don't have haters. You're just schizophrenic and really need help. <laughs> um, Snapchat is another one. Uh, I'm not a fan of Snapchat because of that puppy dog filter. We've all seen this. You know, the girl who posts like the puppy dog filter every day when she's bored and just looking for attention. Um, but I'm really just mad about the whole Snapchat thing because of the fact that like I got catfished thanks to that puppy dog filter one time. Uh, I was on Tinder and I was swiping and ended up matching with this girl and she was sexy as fuck. Like titties like pow, ass on some Bruce Lee like Wing Chun shit. And like every picture of hers had that damn puppy dog filter. And so I was a little bit skeptical, but I decided to roll the dice on it. And so we met up. She still was looking sexy, but her fucking grill was jacked, you guys. Like I'm talking about, it looked like she spent her whole life like sucking dick and playing pro hockey. Um, But yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to leave on one more. Uh, oh, um, so yeah, the mind of a comedian works a little bit differently than like the normal person, you know. Uh, and I found this out the hard way over uh, the Christmas break. I was hanging out with my mom and uh, she was telling me this really like horrific story about a family friend who got into this car accident, right? Somebody T-boned the car, the car ended up flipping over, the guy ended up going to the hospital and when he woke up he was completely paralyzed and I started laughing like it was bad. It was the point where I had to like cover my mouth a little bit and the reason I was laughing so much was because all I could think in that moment in my mind was how ironic it was that this dude got T-boned and instead of turning into a steak he became a vegetable. All right, you know, that's been my time. Thank you guys. I just want to say thank you for reminding everyone that Uber's official policy is get it in. Michael Taylor. Oh, dear. Uh, How's it going tonight, you guys? Good to be here. So this has turned into a, a surprisingly not tense evening. I'm very impressed uh, that we rose above it. Uh, I get depressed sometimes, get a little down about myself, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, sometimes I get so down, you know, I start to wonder, you know, like if I died, would anyone really care, you know? My friends even know I was dead, you know? Kind of dark thoughts like that. But uh, the other day I realized, of course they would realize I was dead because then they would have to pay for Netflix. That's very inconvenient. Uh, I went down to Georgia recently to uh, see a friend of mine from high school and she is a relatively new mother. She has a one-year-old. The one-year-old is still uh, breastfeeding. Uh, He also eats fruit, but he's not super into the fruit. He's much more into the breastfeeding. Like she would give him like a blueberry. He would roll it around in his mouth and then spit it out and then just kind of 
you know, started tugging behind him on the shirt. And I swear to God, the second or third time that he's doing that, he gives me this like alpha look because he goes like, like, yeah, your chick do this for you? I doubt it, you know? I was like, I felt emasculated by this child because no, she does not do that for me. Uh, I am a kindergarten teacher. Uh, I have a master's in teaching, uh, which is pretty cool because it means that I've mastered something that I'm not good at. Um, but I do enjoy it a lot. I like how enthusiastic kids can be about stuff. Uh, like for instance, we have to go over the calendar every day. Uh, it's pretty boring to me at this point, you know? Today is Tuesday, December 3rd. Uh, but one day we started making it a job that the kids do and one of the kids was up there. He was doing the same thing. Uh, today is Wednesday, December 5th, and I was sitting next to a guy on the carpet, a uh, five-year-old guy, you know? You know what they're like. And his eyes are just like, <gasps> and I was like, what? And he goes, that guy is so good at that. <laughs> like, that's his stand-up, you know? He's like, that, that is so what day it is today. <laughs> that's the most today I ever saw it. Um, and... They get excited even when they're totally wrong about things. Like I have to give them the test uh, for uh, the letters, see if they know what letters are which. Uh, and some kids, A, B, C, D, totally calm. Other kids, A, B, skip, C, skip, skip, skip. I didn't even know skip was a choice, but she was fucking psyched to be saying skip. She was just like, don't care about that letter. Moving on. No, not into that one either. I had another kid, uh, he was looking at it and he goes, A, seven, circle, rainbow, smiley face, ST math. ST math is a math game that we play on the computer. He wasn't even like in the area of like shapes or colors anymore. He's talking about software. But every time he answered, he goes, seven? Rainbow, like more sure of himself than he was the last time. And I have to correct him, but in a lot of ways, I don't want to do that because I know what I'm doing and I still hate myself half the time, you know? But not tonight. It's going great. Uh, I'm going to say I had one kid who was very not enthusiastic. Uh, it's hard to compete for some of them because some of them are into, you know, the Jason and the Freddy and, and all the violence and such. Uh, I had a kid, we had to do the ABC rock at uh, an assembly and we were up there going ABC, ABC. And he's just like, everyone's doing it. He's just sitting there stone faced and I'm on the side, you know, like an angry basketball dad going like, D-E-F-G, and nothing. And I come up to him afterwards and I go, hey man, you know, I know it's kind of annoying, but it doesn't seem like that much to ask that you just do the stupid ABC rock. And he goes, yeah, well, I'm just not a big fan of the alphabet. And at that point, I was just like, 
you know what? I'm not going to get you in trouble right now because you're going to have to deal with it your whole life. So sorry about that. All right. Thank you very much for your time, guys. You seem hella Canadian. All right. That's wonderful. I guess it's just the teacher thing. Um, your next comics grievances with me include how much money he lends me and that I don't share gas money on road trips. Hunter, thousand yard stare. Woo! I'll deal with that later. Give it up for your host, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. This has been fucking amazing. This is a white hot mic. As the Lord said unto Abraham in the Bible, we are killing it tonight, motherfuckers. Yeah, not a big Bible fan. That's cool. I get it. Uh, I'm going to address uh, one thing right off the bat. I understand, like, too conventionally good-looking to be funny. I get that, but we're going to try to break through that glass ceiling. Quick question. Does anybody have any drugs? I'll be more specific. Does anybody have any Schedule II controlled substances? All right, good, no, all right. Me neither. So my name is Hunter. Uh, it's good to meet y'all. Uh, I'm from the South, like you. Where are you from? Georgia. Georgia, I'm from Louisiana. Yeah, man. Uh, growing up in Louisiana, that, what that meant to me is like up until about the age of 11 years old, I didn't know that there was a T in my name. Yeah, he gets that. Y'all are a little confused. I can demonstrate for you. Hey, Hunter. Or like, Hunter, come on, boy. Let's get down on the truck. Let's go down the table. Let's boy. Let's go shake a leg. It's all going to be good. Does that even sound like language to y'all or just cognitive dissonance? Uh, why don't you have an accent? Your guess is as good as mine. I don't have an accent, sir. I will not guess. I do not have an accent because my mother is a speech pathologist. So I can code switch, which is not something that white people are supposed to know about, but I can code switch. Uh, also, she was a uh, hippie, so I dodged the childhood obesity. So I'm two for two. So anybody own an iPhone? Make some noise if you own an iPhone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, does any this ever happen to any of y'all? Um, I text on uh, OMW, and it autocorrects to on my way exclamation point. Yeah, yeah, why is my phone trying to make me sound like a thirsty bitch? Because, you know, like, OMW, no punctuation, that has some dignity to it. It's like, I'm going to be there, but you don't own me, you know? The other one's like, on my way, exclamation point, I'll be there with bells on and a bushy tail, because I don't have shit else to do. I don't need any help sounding like a thirsty bitch, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, speaking of phones and stuff like that, I've been trying to design some of these dating apps. I'm not a developer. I'm just trying to get rich so I don't have to work anymore. Um, I've designed a few dating apps. I'm trying to like, you know, test the waters. I made one called Gringer. That's uh, Tinder for gingers. The slogan's going to be, because no one else will fuck you. Oh. Sorry, that's mean. Uh, another one, has anybody ever heard of doomsday preppers? You know what a doomsday prepper is? They're like people who like live in the Pacific Northwest and prepare for, prepare for the apocalypse like it's nigh. Yeah, I made a dating app for them. It's called Bunker. Yeah, Bunker, I hardly know her, you know, something like that. Uh, another one, um, it's uh, for people like us who are from the South, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas. It's called Ancestry.com. Yeah, now we're cooking. All right, 2019, new jokes, new jokes. I'll tell some new jokes. Oh my God. Um, 
They say uh, that when guys are walking through life, you know, they always think about like sex every five seconds. Has anybody ever heard this aphorism? I know it's not true, but like that's what people say, right? It's like every five seconds, like men think about sex. I don't think that includes like all the demographics of male because whenever I'm walking around, like my five second thought is, why did I walk down here? Like, where am I going? Why did I come here? Why did I come here? Remember, 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 fuck, fuck, fuck. Really? Nobody? Just me? I smoke a lot of weed, though. I would say I smoke weed at a competitive level. Like, if there was an Olympic category for weed smoking, I would definitely forget to qualify for that shit. Uh, so I had the perfect human interaction recently. Uh, I walked into a bathroom uh, to do coke, like you do. And when I was walking into the bathroom, I turned a corner. And as I turned the corner, I was immediately confronted by two guys just standing there. And as I was turning the corner, one of them was taking a giant rip of Coke, just like a giant line of Coke right off of like a giant, like five inch blade. And I was just like, they weren't surprised to see me. I wasn't surprised to see them. Nobody was upset. And I was just like, hey guys, how's it going? And then like, I pulled out my little like vial and like, we had a great time. Um, let's see. Has anybody ever, I feel like this is a pretty um, relatable experience. Have you ever been having dinner with some friends and one of them's really high on LSD and nobody, he doesn't want anybody to know, but everybody already knows and it's super awkward? Yeah, yeah, we've all had that experience before. Like I was in some dinner with some friends. One of them was just like staring at the menu furtively, like he was psyching himself up to murder it, you know? And then like as soon as the waiter came, we all ordered food and he was just like, I'll just have a tea and so he gets his tea and he doesn't drink it he's just like holding it the entire time and as soon as the food arrives he is furious he's like there's food now he left just like <laughs> uh, like i'd never seen him more angry he just threw 15 down dollars down on the table for his tea and just got the fuck out of there and i was like hey man come back you forgot to tip um what's that I talk about George in front of his face all the time. I told George that story first. <laughs> so um, the, Democra the Democrats control the House now. It's a new year. Does anybody realize that? The Democrats control the House? They gave Nancy Pelosi a gavel. I understand that's just symbolic, but that's kind of on the nose. <laughs> like a gavel for his nuts? Really? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the LA Times uh, ran a uh, headline, I think it was December 1st, worst year of Trump's life. And I don't really like that headline because that implies that all the future years are going to be better than this. It's like, this is the worst year of Trump's life until he became a dictator. Then the rest of his life was fucking amazing. So it should be worst year of his life so far. All right. True, but not funny. I got it. No, it's Okay, good. I'm going to keep it then. I committed one of the classic blunders of history. You know, the classic blunders of history. Never get into a land war in Asia. Never go to the grocery store on cocaine. Yeah, you know, like I was super efficient, but I only bought cigarettes. Speaking of cigarettes, I've tried to be more healthy, trying to cut cigarettes out of my diet. I hear that they like increase your chance of getting lung cancer by like 20% or something like that. So I just cut mine in half. Yeah, because I can live with those odds, right? Yeah, plus I can save the other half for splits. That's just good economics. So I got married uh, pretty recently, like three months ago, something like that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's heartwarming. All right, it's over. I'm out. All right. You guys have been uh, lovely. Give it up for your host. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. 
our overlord and master. I love you. Bye. We got one more. No, no we're done. Fuck y'all. Say goodbye. We'll say thanks, Warhol Kaufman, for hosting. Thank you so much, uh, Capital Pilcrow, for wanting the ones and twos. We got to shut it down because we have to set up for our next show showing up in less than 10 minutes at 8 o'clock. It's Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody, keep listening. Thanks again for listening to this show. Keep it tuned to Mutiny Radio. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke
Turkey with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at muniradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. <laughs> anything about it sorry all on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you can also find us on apple Podcasts. oh yeah and google play and stitcher itunes oh you already said that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. Yep. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. 
No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by... microphone on so I can shame you. Jonathan, light a match. <laughs> it wasn't Jonathan. That's <laughs> David, light a match. Don't you know the match? We have a bat. There's a bowl full of matches. Look, at this. Look, there's a bowl. There's a bowl full of matches from flat black plastic. No, can somebody, somebody light the match? I love you. I, but we, before we start the show, we have to say we love, we love our board op. for something completely different. I'm not in 
Forever Two Wheel Show. Hey, December eleventh. What's happening, George? We're back. Yes, we are. Damn, I was falling asleep, and then I played that song, and that song gets me going, man. Every freaking time. I love that tune. Dude, I could be dead, and I think that song would wake me up. What's up with you, brother? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Life yeah? is good. No complaints, you know? No complaints, huh? Well, I'm sure I can find something, but why, well, right? Sure you will. <laughs> <coughs> How about yourself, George? How's life? Uh, things are all right. I, uh, it's, it was one of those days, man. Ugh. I uh, so last night I was uh, I was farting around around the house, and I went to light a cigarette. My left, my right thumb felt kind of funky, man. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Actually, that was probably around four o'clock or something like that. So like by six, seven, it was just super sore. I couldn't even light a lighter with it, man. Really? Yeah, it was just, but it was just my thumb, right? And I was like, all right, well, cool. You know, I wrapped it. I was walking around with something on it for probably uh, till about ten, ten thirty when I went to bed, and I. Uh, I woke up this morning and my my whole hand was kind of sore. I was like, ah, what the fuck, you know? That I couldn't make a full fist. And then, uh, and it was hit somebody or what? it was my first day on the job, man. You know, so I like show up and I'm I'm doing the paperwork, filling out all the paperwork. My hand is fucking killing me. Oh, the new and guy. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm gonna come in with excuses. Like, oh, I'm, I my hands hurt. Anything you know? so to leave like, Ah, man, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> So I'm not that like guy, you know, style. and I, I didn't try to burn him. When I picked up the call on Friday, I was in fucking perfect health, man. So I was uh, I was excited about the job. You know, I got out there and I saw one of your old buddies out there, you know, our old friend, Seabone. And he, uh, <laughs> let's just call him Seabone. That's right. He has been on the show, so we can't use his real name. I don't want to use his real name, man. It wouldn't be fair. <laughs> he doesn't like to use protect, his real name. Protect the innocent. <laughs> so uh, so I was like jacked about it, you know, and fucking I'm filling out the paperwork, my hands throbbing. I'm like, nah, just, you know, I'll get in there. I'll be fine, man. It'll be okay, you know. It just felt like I pulled a tendon or something something you know but now it's spreading to like my wrist and shit hmm. by fucking like just after break man i my hand was just throbbing i was just hurting like hell i couldn't put weight on it i can't fucking bend it it's just throbbing constantly so that's all i'm feeling is pain so i uh i made it to lunch i went to lunch and i had a safety meeting i had to deal with after that or you know orientation meeting for the job site yep. and then uh I told him what was going on, man. He's like, you want to use my phone to make an appointment? And I called up, and I got an appointment for 340, and he was like, dude, why don't you just get out of here now? Dude is cool as hell, man. I just met the guy today, and he's like fucking solid as hell. And I told him, hey, man, I'm not trying to burn you here. You know, I'm just, I came out to work, and that's what I plan to do. I don't want to fucking give you 90%. You need, you know, I have to do 110 here, baby. Maybe 115. You never know. Well, compared to who? It's someday 75%. It's all relative. It's all relative. <laughs> it's got to balance out. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, you would hope, huh? <laughs> it, so, yeah, so it'll happen. Maybe. See, I'm working for that new electric company, Design Electric, and the uh, GF out there, let's call him TL. TL? Tenderloin? Not old no. Tenderloin. That son of a gun. No, nah, he was just good to me, man. Right off the bat. It's like right fucking on. It's, you know, it's just kind of old school, and you don't see it so much anymore. It's just, it was nice, man. That's cool. So I, I really want to get back to health and get this thing straightened out. So the hospital, basically, they sent me to, uh, they said it could be arthritis or it could be uh, the onset of shingles. Ooh, I they x-rayed it. They didn't find any breaks, but I'm still leaning that way, man. It's just the way this thing feels. It didn't swell up right off the bat. Man, I don't know why it moved from my thumb to my wrist. I don't know if I smacked it while I was sleeping. I don't know what the fuck, man. Hmm. I'm a wild sleeper, man. Apparently. Jesus. I have oh, no idea. You have no clue. <laughs> That's why, I don't, that's why I don't sleep at people's houses, man. <coughs> I wreck shit. Really? Oh, yeah. Plus the snoring. Oh. Yeah, I could see that. You have some... Oh, dude, I'm a window rattler. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to that. God. I get that point of resonance. Boom. 
You know, it's funny you're mentioning that because I saw something on the internet today about this lady that I went driving and motorbiking in my sleep, and she had a landlady that was Motorboating like, or motorbiking? Motorbiking. Okay. It's England, UK or whatever. She moved from Canada to the UK. She's hanging out. Her landlady's like, so where'd you go last night? She's like, what are you talking about? She goes, well, you uh, went out and rode your motorcycle and came back and parked it exactly where you left it. And I put my helmet. Oh, yeah. You went plonking downstairs in your boots. You're all set to go. And off you went. You're back in 20 minutes. And apparently, she, they, so they locked up her motorcycle keys. And then she took a drive in her car. <laughs> this lady's leading this awesome fucking second life she has no idea about. Huh. Maybe she's a pimp or something, you know? No, she on that. Uh, they got that new sleeping stuff that drives people. The people do the, all that crazy shit now. Oh yeah, have you heard about that? I heard about the lady had uh, when she she had sex with Ambien. Ghosts. So Ambien. Supposedly people are taking Ambien and they're like, I heard one dude actually like went to the grocery store and bought a turkey and made a full meal. <laughs> Ate and went back. I mean mashed potatoes, stuffing the works. He like did a whole Thanksgiving dinner on Ambien. Didn't even know he left the house. Really? Didn't know he got out of bed. Wow. What, what if you're a mass murderer instead of just like cooking grandiose meals? It could meals? be happening. Maybe that's the reason why they're doing it. Who knows? Wow. And well, I dreamt I ate his head. It's one yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to get population control because we are overpopulated, right? You're wearing a tooth necklace, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> nice pajamas, asshole. <laughs> yeah, so supposedly Indians doing that to a few people, man. It's like one of the side effects is these fucking crazy fucking... Uh, Crazy fucking sleepwalking fucking adventures. Really? Wild. Oh, yeah. uh, it sounds like this lady was up the same thing, but she took it to the next level. Yeah. What if you were like an awesome, like, grade A motorcycle racer, and then, like, when you woke up, you're just Joe Average again? <laughs> How would you find that magic place to be, and would you be able to persevere for season after season? Huh. These are all the good questions. questions. The hard hitting questions we present at FTW just in the first five minutes. Can you believe this shit? My head's spinning. It's going to be a long two hours. Oh, I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> I get that every week, oddly enough. <laughs> <laughs> so that was your weekend, man. You do anything good? Uh, you know, I had a lot of fun with you Friday night, hanging out with the boys. Uh, that was fun, wasn't it? Those that, guys uh, are hysterical, dude. Legendary. What a bunch down So you heard about all those guys beforehand. You'd I've heard of a couple. I heard about the guy that led a, a, a dirt bike race out of the Cow Palace. And then we'll call him JL. He <laughs> <laughs> fucking whole shot of the pack in blue jeans and a t-shirt, led the thing, and then tried to triple jump and overshot. Didn't undershoot. Overshot the triple, dude. <laughs> Landed in a flat. Probably saw his buddy in the stand having a beer. Thought, well, I could probably. I'm far enough ahead. I could stop for a beer and do this. Dude, <laughs> that was at the Cow Palace. <laughs> I was probably there. That's I, the pro- best I part. was. I was there. Were you? Really? They asked me to not smoke in there, and I can look at the blue exhaust. Fucking oh, dude, that place haze was a haze fest. It hung there like strokes? 30 feet, man. It was just Fuck a fucking, yeah, dude. It was a you cloud. You looked at the kids in the audience. They all looked like they're from Martinez or something. Like, well, you ain't quite right, are you? <laughs> <laughs> That Pacifica look in their hey, eyes. Hey, y'all been huffing two-stroke lately? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no smoking, mister. Put that cigarette out. Yeah. Well, are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> look at it. <laughs> you fucking cut the air with a knife. Uh, that's not proven yet. That your smoking does, pr- it's proven that it yeah, kills people. Yeah, petroleum pal. distillates are good for your lungs. Knock it off, pussy. Here's <laughs> <laughs> what ails you. Yeah, I don't even have a motorcycle show in the Bay Area anymore. Isn't that sad? You have to go to L.A. or fucking Chicago or... It's ridiculous. Seriously, have you seen a motorcycle show in the last five years here? 
What do you mean by motorcycle show? The, okay. Cycle World used to put on the motorcycle show. I think they still do. But they go around New York, L.A., Chicago, uh, they're probably Florida, gotcha. maybe Houston. It's, it's one of those They used to hit videos. San Francisco, and then it became San Mateo probably before 2000. And I made the trek to San Mateo many a times, but it probably died out with the recession, I'd say. Mm. I don't know. I came back in 11, and it's like, hey, we're... we're Where'd it go? <laughs> it it might have been around for a year then. I'm not sure. But anyway, it has dried up and moved on. It's probably the prices of renting the place, man. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. If you're not going to make enough profit on it, why would you do it? Because all the vendors that come and people like me want to go see the new bikes. Hey, I'm trying to make a living here, bud. Hey, calm down. Nothing's right? free. City Bike needs to be out there, too. Nothing's free. Our friends at City Bike need to be out Maybe there, Maybe we too. should put on a motorcycle show. How about that, Steve? We'll do it here at the studio. That could be your event. Monday nights, 8 to 10. It'll be awesome. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> so I made this playlist on uh, Saturday morning. Wow, you're ahead of the curve. I was ahead of the curve. I just basically put it on play. I, I put my fucking playlist on fucking... Uh, it's not like the theme of the Jetsons. Mix the it up kind of, of shit. Monsters, is it? <laughs> no, and I pretty much just fucking... Uh, Here's George I Jetson. I just whatever order my fucking random shit came up. No way, you're George Jetson. You need a dog named Astro. So there's actually one good song for you. It's not a good song for anybody else but you. <laughs> That's a stirring recommendation because your music taste is horrible, Steve. Thank I heard you. it and I was I will like, take that. that'll, that'll make Steve happy. I will take that. My music taste is horrible. It's going to piss everybody else off. But, that's but I'm okay. happy with it. It's fine. It's fine. It's just fine. You're used to pissing people off. Real now, fine. Aren't you? It's kind of a hobby, actually, at this point. You know, I started playing with some plastic dip over the weekend, man. Did you really? Yeah. Really? You make some stickers? Um, no, like I was messing with my tools, all the tools that I that I uh, that got damaged in the fire. Uh huh. I've been cleaning those up, and a couple of like my uh, my door door panel removing tools, and uh, some of my uh, screwdrivers and that kind of shit. That pretty much that drawer got melted. Like so, some of the handles really melted up. Uh-huh. So I like fucking shaved them down a little bit, but they're still kind of fucking harsh on your hands. So I plastic dipped them. Oh, perfect. But with the spray can plastic dip. Oh, not the dip. No. no, no. Plastic spray, one might say. As it were. <laughs> the hell you say? It's kind of cool. Bitch. I'm kind of digging it. Yeah, because you can peel it right off and start all over again if you want, man. It comes really? off so in one So you can do piece. multicolored. Like, it's plastic. Go it's, crazy one night and acid. It peels right off and stretches right off. So I'm thinking like for doing bank jobs and shit, you know? You, fucking, <laughs> you know, you're always you're doing fucking, bank jobs. This is really important for you right? to uh, stay a step ahead of I'm just of thinking of stuff, man. Take just it saying. Easy. You never know when this shit's going to come in handy. Someday you're going to be like, damn, George, where'd you do that from? How'd you know that? Wow, because I've been thinking about this shit for years, man. You must pull bank jobs and stuff. This is awesome. If it weren't for you, we'd all be dead. How'd you figure that out? <laughs> Shut up, Steve. <laughs> wow, the, the little ballet that goes on inside your head must be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm kind of worried about you and entertained at the same time. So It never ends. You, know, you haven't gotten too psychotic yet. So I'm, Squirrel! I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Squirrel, we need to go, need to go see Squirrel and do, uh, see the uh, what does he call it? Karaoke. He does on Tuesday nights at Daily City. Squirrel. Squirrel. Come on, Squirrel. The guy that has a belt buckle just below his chin, works over at uh, Freeman. Drops, Mike. Li- no, drops lights on people's heads. I call him Mike. Oh, he's so much more than a Mike. He's more no, of a... No, Mike from Monsters, Inc., you know, because he's got no... His legs run into his neck. Monsters, Inc. I must have missed that one. You never saw that cartoon with fucking no. one... He's got one big eye. It's fucking Billy Crystal's his voice. Uh, I do remember the vaguely a picture of the cartoon of him. Pull it up on your phone sometime. If it was 101 Dalmatians, yeah, I've seen that 10,000 times because my kids fucking loved it, the goddamn movie. Yeah, keep blaming on the kids. Yeah. 
Oh, but I want to see it again. <laughs> shut up. We're watching 102 Dalmatian. What? It's not 102? It's 101. Oh, shit. Pongo or Perdita need you, bro. <laughs> Plus Cruella DeVille, man. How many Cruella DeVilles have you met in your life? It, it, sometimes you see that lady that's just an old mean hag, and it's like, oh, that's Cruella DeVille. And it just fits, bro. Not being judgmental. All right, I'm being judgmental. But kind of a monster. Yep. Kind of a monster, George. Lots of news, uh, motorcycle shit going on, uh, going on. But we'll have to get into that later. Uh, the big news. What's the big news? Bruce Brown passed away. Yeah. The guy that did the uh, On Any Sunday. We will get into that a little bit later. Uh, big loss for the community. 80 years old. Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco yeah, born. Right? Bruce Down. San Francisco born. Yeah. December 1st, 1937. Just turned 80. Yep. He bought the farm. Shit. Natural causes. I wonder if he was still living in the city, man. I think he was a SoCal guy. He was 37, guy. dude. He had to be here when fucking O'Neill was doing the wetsuits and all that shit, right? He was he was out there surfing before wetsuits, man. He moved to Long Beach as a child, so I don't know if it was before school started or what his story was. Hmm. Well, he missed out then because we got the best waves in the fucking world right here. <laughs> if you say so. I, I, I'm not a great surfer, so. Dude, it's uh, from now until January through January. It's like the most oh, consistent breaks. fucking solid fucking waves. Oh, really? Oh, fucking Ocean Beach is known for it, man. We're fucking, fucking delicious wave sets. Fucking huh? le- worldwide legends. Wow. So if you can surf, if you can surf Ocean Beach, you can surf any any wave in the world. Is what's been said. Well, I tried and I didn't really succeed, but it sure was a lot of fun. You got to know how to swim first. Well.
but at last you be out, even though you want and more. This issue was closed like an elevator door, but soon we open once we get to the next What's floor with the Controlling shit. That was some De La Soul, man. Stakes is high. Well, that's a tasty one. That was all right, too, huh? Yeah. And before that was uh, Pass the Mic. Whatever happened boys. to those guys? Did they uh, go their separate ways? De La Soul? Yeah. I don't know. They're probably all producers now, man. Are they like, uh, they might be giants where they're like playing down at BART stations near you? No. Uh, one of my friends saw, in fact, Seabone. Uh, <laughs> Saw one of those guys playing down at like 24th Street Bart one day. Diggity. Yeah, I hear those guys do that just to kind of keep tight, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just at hard times or something. No, I've heard a few people do that. You know, just fucking tighten it up and get back out there and just kind of get back to their roots kind of thing. Oh, that's cool. Fuck. Go play in the hood. Yeah. Deal with the junkies and the freak shows at fucking 24th Street Bart. Big almost, two four, almost as much fun as one six, baby. Deuce Quattro, <laughs> I almost got mugged there. Recently? No, nah, it was a long time ago. The, they figured out. So in the neighborhood, I used to hand out flyers out there, and there was a pizza place right on Twenty Fourth and Mission called uh, Sophia's, which is gone now. A couple doors up from the McDonald's, and the neighborhood kids figured out that we came in there every Saturday afternoon and got a slice of pizza and got paid for handing out flyers. So we had cash in hand. Uh oh. Yeah, so we were inside getting our piece, our slice of pizza, and there's about ten of them gathered up outside. They're just like, "Come on, man, we want that cash, bro. We want that." Ah. And me and my buddy look at each other, and we're chewing on our slice. Like, this ain't gonna be good, man. Let's eat we're, ten pieces of pizza. They'll like never fourteen. These guys are all way older than us, you know. And I think, I think actually, I know a couple of them are as, as electricians now. <laughs> 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 so if I could, uh so we uh, we finished our slice and kind of looked at each other. And they're like sitting there, kind of mocking us outside, and we fucking bolted through that crowd and and bolted right into traffic in fucking Mission Street. They, they really, they weren't as crazy as us, so we made it across the street and got on Bart and got the fuck out of there. If you could dodge a wrench, you can dodge a thief. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> did you see Dodgeball? It was just on the other day. I got it on fucking DVD, actually Blu-ray. So you managed to dodge a thief and dodge a wrench and dodge traffic on Mission Street. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably before the red lanes, huh? Oh, yeah. Way before. Those red lanes fucked up. This was like uh, 35 years ago. Holy shit. You're old. I'm only like 27 and a half and shit. Jesus. What am I doing with hanging out with old people like you? I was two. <laughs> uh, I was one and a half? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. The good old days, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> Back when you got paid cash for a job. Oh, those are the best. So, yeah. So, I've, uh, I mean, there, there's been a few fucking people that have uh, supposedly done that. Just, like, gone to train stations and bus stations and that kind of shit and just fucking set out there and just opened up their fucking their guitar case and throw some licks out and see what happens. Man. Hmm. Make a few bucks and get the fuck out of there. Well, I've never seen 
Jimmy Page or Eddie Van Halen do it, but I suppose it happens. Just because you said so, George. <laughs> they might be giants. <laughs> they might not be giants. You never Enough know. said, right? <laughs> that is pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool shit, man. Very good. So stuff. yeah, I played with Plastic Dip this weekend. Worked on the bikes. Still haven't got the Cowie going. I gotta unbury it. It's a problem, man. It's buried in the back of the fucking garage. And every time I start moving shit, I start working on something else. Mm. Mm. The multiple project garage monster. And then I started looking up shit on fucking YouTube and fucking Google, and then I'm lost for fucking four hours, man. It's like <laughs> it's 7.30, it's time to go to your show. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to figure out information. So I'm like, cause, so now I've got like three bikes. I've got a total of 10 carburetors i got to fucking clean out. And one of them, when I pulled the tank, it was all green, so I know that's all lacquered up. Ooh. So I'm looking into maybe buying a ultrasonic cleaner. That would be cool. I'd come over and play with that. Fuck, I'd clean carburetors for you. Yeah, well. For free. I'd be charging people. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got to pay for that ultrasonic cleaner, man. I will so totally pay you Tuesday, bro. So for a decent industrial style, I'm talking right now, they're on sale. I get 66% off. I'm still talking like six, 700 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's a little cheaper to get the old carb dip thing. Or do they still sell those? Yeah, you can still get that. Uh, <clears throat> Barrowman's carb dip. Yep. Um, but that's just like a little one-gallon can. Yeah, and it had the little tray. It lowered this the thing in there. magically came out a day later, and it was all yeah. ready to be cleaned up. You've got to tear down all the parts and make sure you don't have gaskets when you do that. Oh, yeah. No O-rings. Very O-ring unfriendly. Not well, the bit. ultrasonic, you can actually uh, just fill it with water and put the carb in there, and it'll break it loose, man. No, I want top fuel in there, dude. I want to see a fire. It's going to be awesome. I was thinking I might just take some, like, uh, some injector cleaner and just fill it with that. Because that should eat all the shit up too, right? Seems like. But see, now I'm getting ahead of myself because I haven't bought the fucking thing yet. You should probably start with water <laughs> since that's what they recommend, you know? Yeah, see how it works out. You know? But yeah, I've seen a few things come out of that thing. It's like, God damn, that would be so fucking nice. Just fucking drop your parts in there and boom, they're like brand making new 10 minutes later. That is the shit. That's something else, man. That's the ultimate dream. It's the world we live in, baby. It's just getting easier. easier, just, easier, uh, easier. Some of them have dual transducers. Some of them have heat. Some don't. Some have fucking... You know, the old of, dual transducers. Oh, I thought they'd done away with those. That's fucking crazy. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's crazy is Harley Davidson. Uh, they're going to post the largest contingency package in AFT history for 2018. Potential of $562,500. But you must be a competitor on an XG750. Are the Harley that didn't do too well last year versus the Indians. So I don't know how far it's going to go, but I mean, if you finish in first place, 10 G's, second place, 8 G's, third place, 6 G's, fourth place, 2, and it goes down there to 10th place where you get $250. But uh, Daytona TT kicks off, uh, what, the AFT 28 season, March 15th. Tickets are only 29 bucks, George, if you want to go. Where's that? Uh, Florida. Daytona, Florida. Shut up. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great time, though? All those fucking people from the north all snowbirded out and all fucking... And here come the California guys. Hi, we're the FTW show. Get hey, out hey, get out. Watch out. <laughs> That's my seat. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have FTW on the hat. It's mine. Me. Me first. <laughs> 
but yeah, five hundred sixty-two thousand dollars for a bike that didn't do well. So uh, they're kind of hedging so their gonna, bets. They're going to give you half a million dollars just to ride the thing through the season, or you got to win first place and go all. Oh, them. you'd have to. You wouldn't make that much money. That's the potential for first place to tenth place. Everybody placing that well on a Harley XG, which the first three are probably going to be Indians and maybe a Cowie up there because they kick ass. Wow, that was interesting. Yeah, uh, flashing lights. Flashing lights. I know. Shiny objects can be, too. It's Dude, crazy. You see that squirrel even... the other day? Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it drives me nuts, man. When I go to the bar and the TV's on, there'll be all kinds of shit that I don't like, like sports and fucking... <laughs> and you're still looking. And I can't take my fucking eyes off the fucking thing, man. It's ridiculous. And you hate sports. And my eyes are glazed over. All I'm seeing is flashing lights. I'm not <clears> even paying attention to what's going on on it. I just see fucking bright colors fucking swirling around and shit, and I'm on it. <laughs> Hunter, you are made for Vegas, bro. No, I'm not. Yes, staggering through the casino, spending money. You are th- th- spending money, dream. my ass, dude. You're I don't dream. I'm not a gambler. Neither am I. I'm terrible at it. Um, last time I was in Vegas, I actually uh, took mushrooms and just walked up and down the strip. Oh, that's a good one. That's the way to do it, baby. Yeah, it is. That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Vegas. Oh, really? You know, it's actually not my favorite town either. I would rather be out riding my dirt bike and then, you know, go out for a couple drinks that night, you know, maybe a show or something like that. But beyond that, eh, probably worst place. Little dog's angry. Well, she is angry. Hey! Hey, there's somebody outside. No wonder she's barking, man. (laughs) Anybody we know? It looks like uh, Wild Bill and the boy, huh? What is that? How are you, Bill? Hey, what's up? What's up, man? Oh, man, a cooler beer. Hey, who's that guy? Yeah, look at this guy. Holy Toledo. Who the fuck? Hey, can you cuss on air? Fuck yeah, you can. No, it's already broken. I think I got arthritis or something, man. My hand's not working. You need a chair? Grab a chair, man. Welcome. What? Does this thing work? Hello, hello, hello. Oh, it's on. We have special guests. It's Wild Bill. I got them all racked up. What about the boy? And Wild Wyatt. (laughs) Wild Wyatt's in the house. He's uh, 18 and a half, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a ticket. He has a vape pen, he told me. He's more like Sky Wyatt. (laughs) (laughs) It's catching up to you, George. Air Wyatt. And you're what, 17 now? How old are you? 14. 15. About to be 15. Oh, you're that's gonna, right. You're not going to make it. You keep growing, motherfucker. Wow. 1227, sir. I got issues with tall people. Oh, you do? I do. Yeah. A little man's complex. Yeah, yeah, you do. I really want to suck him in the mouth right now. <laughs> He's almost as tall as you, bro. <laughs> it's a good thing he isn't taller than me. Yeah, right? That's He's going to be. Yeah, well, yeah. be ready for it, buddy. <laughs> I should be 18 by then, too. It'll be legal and everything. <laughs> you want a mic, big guy? Cool, man. Wow. That's cool, man. Like He's not even words. talking shit back, man. Wow. <laughs> That's all right. Save it up for later, man. I got you. <laughs> See what happens doing? when you're not around for a while? Are you about to be prehistoric when I'm 18? <laughs> Too bad he didn't have a mic. Break like peanut butter brittle. <laughs> I believe the term was prehistoric, George was referred to. Uh, oh, crumble. And, and <laughs> oh, crumble. Oh, crumble. Oh, it's I think you just got caught up by a 15-year-old, Donkey bro. Donkey car. Right. I'm just waiting we four years, We got to stage man. it, everything. Three years. years. Three years. <laughs> All right. Once that ID says 18. 
Oh, three more years. Get all get that skateboarding in next. You're going to be walking too good after this. <laughs> <laughs> Crumble. Crumble, really? Yeah. Peter Brittle. Call him, call him Shatter. <laughs> right the window, right doobie, doobie. You can smoke that shit, Shatter, I think. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> he does who's well, going to doesn't he? Oh, I share. <laughs> yeah, he does. Thanks, bro. Let's Good look at that. So, what do you do with this? Jack Herrera. What's this? Oh, you just hit it? No, first you got to pray to it. <laughs> oh, Jack. Oh, Jack. I love you so. Thank you for the fucking kindness that you gave us. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Bill? What's going on with you, man? Nice hat. Nothing. I just got off uh, working, uh, pulling points out at the Cow Pals, 100 feet in the air. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's all right, huh? Yeah, it was really cool, actually. Got to go up and uh, go on the roof of the Cow Pals and then climb back down from the roof into the fucking steel. Ugh! You got you got to go to the roof to get on the steel? Yeah, you go um, to the back of the house, <laughs> the back of the Cow Pals where the flag is. Yeah. Um, you go up the stairs and then on the... Uh, Stage right side, you uh, go up. Stage right being this side, and the back of the stage being Geneva. The, the ba- that that would be stage right is Geneva. Stage oh. left would be the hill, and then sta- upstage would be um, Bayshore. Backstage is where we used to sneak in, man. Yeah, just to pop the door right there. Upstage. Yeah. 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 Downstage is towards the audience good stuff yeah you high-tech showbiz guys wow yeah whatever <laughs> towards the audience sounds better to me the- theater theater talk yeah i'm learning theater talk you're a theater queer now huh? no actually I, you know machowski brought me uh <laughs> i am actually i uh, went into uh the Baby marines bang. memorial with uh machowski dude it was kind of fun he did uh did some work there at the theater been in two theaters How's now Chelsea doing is he, is he doing really good they're getting uh, ready to have a baby yeah really close now you're gonna hold off to the 27th so he can fucking kick fucking Wyatt's ass too yeah but drag that kid with me Wyatt's <laughs> <laughs> a little birthday present I mean Duffy happy 18th little... motherfucker <laughs> get a little three year old to kick you in the neck you <laughs> <laughs> George you bring see a three year old see how that, that feels <laughs> <laughs> he just turned three too motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> Kick uh, him again. That's funny. Yeah, no, everybody's doing good in this world, I guess, right now. What's going on with Cow Palace that you're uh, working out there? Uh, it is a tech. They're teching a show that's going to Vegas. So um, they can't get into Vegas because of other shows going on. So they're teching it. They built the entire stage here at the Cow to, um, so they can do all the rehearsals here before they go to Vegas. So, and I can't tell you the show. At the cow. Yeah. That's what we used to call the holy cow. The holy there? cow was out, out yeah, in the Avs. I know. No, yeah. it wasn't. It was on fucking uh, 11th and Folsom. Oh, yeah, that is the holy yeah, cow. That is the, still the holy cow, I still believe. the holy cow, yeah. Yeah. So uh, when you say the cow, I'm thinking like 11th and Folsom. I'm thinking Soma. Yeah, no, the cow, the cow palace. You and your theater talk. No, it's always been called the cow. No, it hasn't. Yeah, it's always been cow. No, it has. <laughs> I mean, it's sad that they don't push the... Uh, the uh, the rodeo. Remember back in the day when we were kids, Dude. they used to push all the fucking oh, yeah. up push to Diva. The cattle, yeah, and and then uh, not anymore, man. Barnum and Bailey, which is gone now, yeah. uh, we lost them this year. Um, they used to push all the elephants up Geneva, also, yeah. and you know that all went away. 
Yeah, the world's changed, man. Dude, I drove into Petrero Hill, so I got this job today. I start, I'm right next to the Anchor Steam Brewery. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, great, it's going to be plenty of parking. I'm across from Jackson nope, there's Park no parking. right there. Dude, everything's on construction down there, man. Yep. Everything's a big hole in the ground, or it's fucking like 30 stories high. And it's not 30, you know, six, eight. Yeah. Yeah. the maximum. No, it's changed, man. It's wow. disgusting. The I was city not- is ruined. And of course, over there, everything's Monday street cleaning. So I spent 45 minutes driving around that motherfucker. Looking so you were late for work? I ended up parking in a four-hour parking spot. Yeah. Um, no, I got there two minutes off. I was going to be there like an hour early just so I could get a feel for the place, you know? And didn't work out. Didn't work out, huh? Nah, it never does. <laughs> so you with the cow pals tomorrow? No, I go back to 21st to tear it out. Mm-hmm. 21st, 22nd. I was going to say. Sal, There's a lot of steel in the air, dude. Sal's going to be barbecuing tomorrow. Oh, I'm doing nothing. I'm going to Sal's barbecue tomorrow. I might be there with you. Oh, far out. Oh, you're going to get laid off already? No, I got to fucking, uh, I'm waiting for, to hear from the doctors at 8.30 tomorrow. I got to call them. My hand's fucked up right now. Did you do it at work? No. I woke up like that this morning. I was fine Friday. Last night, my thumb started fucking with me. This morning, I couldn't make a fist. Now my hand. So how are you jerking so, off? Um, I'm using my left foot. Nice. Good, yeah. good, good. I just stand on it. Steel in the air? I just stand that's on it, rub my heel around. Ton of lights. Well, that's just steel. All the steel there. <laughs> Where's your skateboard at, skater boy? Look at all that steel. Is that crazy, dude? Look at he said the at the house. How the hell in case anybody was wondering. Around. Dude, when I looked at the video wall, the whole, the whole fucking ceiling shook. We were standing on top of this. We were up on the roof. We felt the whole Oakland? How many skateboards really? you got right now? What, a couple uh, of tons or what? It's, it's the self-adjusting. Uh, video. How many how many boards wow. are you? Uh, I mean, what do you think for weight? <laughs> a couple tons or what? Uh, yeah, easy. Uh-oh. I pressed the button. Uh, third one in, I think. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, see all that steel in the air? That's what the cow house looks like with the lights on, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yep. <laughs> I've never seen it lit up like that, man. You never, you never went to the hockey games? They were all during the, at night. Yeah, no, they had the lights on, though. Yeah, that's right, huh? I remember that, man. I was out there for, uh, who's the last crew out there? It was the Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls. Dude, the Bulls. hanging out at the bar was at the end right behind the fucking, uh, behind the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, upstairs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was fun, White and I used to go to the Bulls games. Our buddy had time, uh, seats on the glass there. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was kind of sad they went. Yeah, well, we'd seen we've seen a lot of fights. Did you smack the glass though? A couple times, yeah. yeah got to. They come. Uh, why, why, there was. A couple, I remember uh, one time Wyatt uh, was trying to get the guys to fight. Remember that? Oh, yeah. So hit him, hit him. <laughs> Y'all do a little like the funnel hole. <laughs> <laughs> he told me to. <laughs> I'm Little Wild Bill, trust me. Oh, okay, go ahead. The goofy kid with the skateboard told me to hit him. Yeah, right? <laughs> this isn't a baseball game, Wyatt. Yeah. <laughs> they brought his, his baseball glove and a skateboard. They straight up encourage it. Yeah, that's what, I saw that. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, man. Lots Seriously. of steel in the air. How many of you guys out there, Regan? Oh, God, there was... Uh, it's all catwalks? Well, it was 12 riggers the first day, and then six of us went up the second day, and there was a lot of sitting around. It was, but then they, yeah, we had to crawl and do a few points. And do but some you're taking it, right? So they're, they're kind of working out the bugs right now. That's what... Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, basically, you know, they're like, oh, we need to hang one more speaker set. Right. The designer comes in and is like, ah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, and then one of the, the the technical director is someone that I've worked with a lot. Uh, does a lot of work for F and Tech for the big big shows. I'm sure you've worked with him, David. Um, 
like he's the man he's like this guru i don't I, really soft-spoken but i i just i I don't know how he does it, dude. Like, I, I don't get what his job is because, like, he's just so soft-spoken and it just all happens. Like me, I'm like, hey, fuck face, get over there. You got to get this fucking shit in the air. Fucking run. Sounds, sounds like he's in a prior planning. Yeah. He's, he's got it all figured out. He's got it all figured out. Weeks ahead of time. Yeah. He comes in, just looks over his notes first. Boom. Second. Boom. Yeah. Third. And he doesn't get razzled. You can't. Why would you? You got it all figured out. Yeah, I did a show with him down in San Jose in the beginning of the year, and uh, we didn't get done in enough time. And it's 7 a.m. We were supposed to be done at 3 a.m. And uh, he just looks at me and goes, I need you out of the building right now. I'm like, fair enough, David. Had to get out of the building. We weren't even done. I was pissed. Wow. But he was so nice about it. I was nice to my crew. <laughs> Good job, you asshole. You fucking idiots. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> No, Lance is coming in. He's just yelling at me. I didn't get yelled at, but. I'm going to get to merits. You got that look of that disappointed look? You got oh, that, Yeah, no. Yeah. You know what? No, I wasn't running that Steve, one, so it Steve's wasn't on me. It. <laughs> that was Daily. on you, Naki, you fucking Constant idiot. source of disappointment, Steve. <laughs> Consistency, though. Yeah, you got that going That's for you. That's the key you. to that. Yeah, he does. That's a little disappointing, too. I'd expect you to change it up a little. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Nothing but nice stuff. Hey, I made it. I wrote. A, I wrote a song for you. Like, you wrote a song. Like a here, here it go. No, I, I, when I, made the, when I made the playlist. I, I could do. I, I just want to keep sing from crying. When I made the playlist, I put everything on shuffle, and uh, and I just that's on it. That's on it. That's on it. That just everything went in a row, just like that. So that's the lineup we got tonight. All right, far out. What do we got next? Steve's favorite song. Oh, the song. Good choice. <laughs>
I shut that door? Okay. All right, Cheers. we're back. Hey, hey we're, we're gonna get out of here, man. It's good to see you guys. Cheers. Hey, it's great to see you too, man. Great to see you, Wyatt. Right up, you skinny fucker. He's sandwich, huh? <laughs> Watch yourself on the beauty buses, kid. What, what, That's right. What'd you call him? Brittle? <laughs> Crumble. Crumble. Yeah, his nickname. Later, peanut brittle. Yeah, whatever, toothpick. <laughs> See you later, old man. Uh, little and big toothpick. Isn't that nice? <laughs> that was a nice little surprise, huh? That was. Borderline shock. Uh, yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, good times. Very First good time. I haven't seen White in a long time. Man, that kid got big. Fuck that kid. Dude, last time I saw him, he walked up to me at Glen Park Bart. I was like, wait, where'd this kid come from? Holy shit, you're getting big. Right? Yep. Hey, that's Bill's quiet vehicle. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, I rode his KLR and I got busted for pulling a wheelie next to uh, Moscone West one day when we traded vehicles. And uh, man, that bike was loud. And I pulled a wheelie when I saw a 510er I knew. And uh, uh, there happened to be an off-duty cop right fucking behind me. <laughs> so he just pretty much made me like grin and bear it for 30 or 40 minutes while we got the registration squared away. And then uh, let me go. He was off-duty? Uh, no, he was an off. He was a uh, sorry, undercover. Was an undercover cop. There you go. He was like, "You didn't see me." I'm like, "No." I was looking at my friend over there, watch his Moto if, GP. If, so I did a wheelie for him. If see? you were if you were a criminal, you would have known that that was a cop behind you. This, <laughs> yeah, you can't spot an undercover. You don't know what you're looking Jesus. for, man. <laughs> Just a happy electrician trolling along down the grounds. Dicky to do. I'm telling you. Oh man, um, my hand is fucking killing me right now. Dude, I got some good news. What's the good news? Your your buddy Jake Gagne uh, rose up from the uh, Moto America ranks. He was riding the Honda uh, with some success out there, and uh, uh, in, in the uh, Moto America Superbike. And he got invited over to World Superbike, and they just made the decision to make him permanent. So he has to do the tour uh, next year, the whole season. So Superbike's invite only, huh? Uh, yeah, well, you get hired, you know. So I don't know if he gets a million bucks or whatever, but I mean, shit, I'd do that for a hundred grand. Are you kidding? Or fifty grand? You know, fly me everywhere, put me on motorcycles, feed me, and life will be great. Yeah, you would think that's how it'd go. I'm pretty sure there's a little pressure involved there. And a helicopter from the hotel to the track every day. Yeah, yeah. and you probably get dropped like after the second race when you come in last. Again. <laughs> there's always that chance, you know. Uh, the 24 year old California is a. It was the tires. I push very hard. <laughs> we all push very hard today, but the tires, they no go. It's not good, the tire. <laughs> uh, the popular 24 year old Californian uh, uh, hails from San Diego someplace. Damn, I did not write down. My sources did not write down where he was uh, raised at, but he is a SoCal kid. So good to see Jake Gagne uh, rise up. He's basically taking Nikki Hayden's spot, who passed away earlier this year, unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, Bruce Bowen passed away yesterday. Uh, 80 years old. 80 years old, born in the city, uh, races SoCal. Uh, while visiting Japan in the late 60s, Bruce and his wife rented a Honda scooter, and he was bit by the bike bug. Uh, upon the return home, he bought a used Triumph Cub, and the rest is history. Him and his uh, surf buddies all got into it, because he did. What movie was it, George? Endless Summer, baby. Yeah, 1966. He did this documentary, totally untrained filmmaker, just went out there and did it. He's and just on a surf. He was on Surf Safari, and he just filmed it, huh? All of America by fucking storm. And then five years later, he did it with bikes. Fucking good. He hit that crazy, uh, there's a crazy wave. I think he was in Peru or something like that. So you can ride a wave out 
and in. Really? So basically, the wave, when it slaps the short, it actually just rebounds. It goes back out, and they're like riding waves. <laughs> they were riding a wave out into the lineup. It was cool, man. And they were riding waves in a river. I think they were in the Amazon or some shit. They were all over the place, man. Dude, that's a life well lived, isn't it? They were like riding the wake off a fucking uh, off a canoe with a fucking outboard motor on. Damn. <laughs> on a longboard, man, just going. Dude, it was fucking yeah, great. That's a great flick, man. Yeah. So the story drive, was, man. he got into uh, desert racing. And uh, he approached Steve McQueen, and he's like, hey, I want to do this motorcycle movie, and, uh, you know, you want to finance it. And Steve McQueen just laughed at him. He goes, okay, you're not going to be in the movie. So the next day, Steve McQueen called him up, and he's like, yeah, we can do this. <laughs> and the rest is history. It was still a small budget. I mean, where was the thing I saw? Uh, budget was small, and he had to use 24-volt batteries and a 12-volt 12 12 camera producing a makeshift high-speed camera. Uh, he always so used... <laughs> Isn't that fucking great? Uh, 18's not enough. Let's go 24. You can only do that for a quick second, though. Don't go too long. No. <laughs> don't go too crazy. Don't go. Don't, don't We're off the, the charge a little bit. Uh, he also used helmet-mounted cameras. Uh, if not the pioneer, he was very early on the idea. Uh, it, you look at the thing, and it's like, oh, my God. They had to put another one on the other side because it was so fucking heavy. <laughs> they yeah. had to have the stereo. So you had to have, like, what, 20 pounds on your head? And a noggin weighs, what, 15 pounds? What's, what's Super 8 or, or 16 mil? meter camera away man i mean the super eights are only like three or four pounds maybe they're just a big hunky brick looking thing you know yeah i don't know dude when i did afm racing there was a dude that raced actually i think he became a magazine writer but anyway this dude had a yellow ninja out there this is like 87 and uh he's not this 600 ninja and he duct taped a uh a vcr video camera on the back of his bike and he was all set to do it and it clicked off <laughs> damn it son of uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he went on to be like a magazine writer down South College. He was a cool cut. Huh. Just another stoner kid racing bikes out of Sears Point, you know? Yeah, why not, man? Life was good and simple. <laughs> Don't tape the VCR. <laughs> so, Endless Summer and 66 on any Sunday in 71, uh, inducted into the AMA Hall of Fame in 99. Oh, he, did a bunch, he did a bunch more surf movies, too, man. He did Slippery When Wet. He did... Oh, did he really? Oh, yeah. He did like he did like six or seven surf movies. Wow. I got yeah. I knew what he was doing, shit. IMDB him, man. The best part is he never had any formal training in filmmaking. Uh, He's a true San Franciscan, man. Just go. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> Slap a, here, tape this camera to my helmet. Watch. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> so check this one out. That's my grandson, is what Mert Lawwell's grandmother-in-law shouted... <laughs> At the theater, during the scene showing Mert out there racing, he was no longer the black sheep of the family at that point. It took this movie coming along, and Mert's like, you know, hiding from the family at Christmas and shit, you know? Oh, you got the van with the motorcycle in it, huh? And he went and toured, like, the whole U.S. doing, you know, flat track or whatever. He's badass. And, uh, or a legend, I'll put it that way. Um, but, uh, yeah, Grandma stood up in the theater. That's my grandson. <laughs> uh, that's fucking outstanding, isn't it? That's um, cool. Bruce also narrated his own films. Pretty cool thing to do, and he had a good voice for it. Uh, and he instilled the deep fucking uh, comment that has repeatedly came up. Damn, I really wish I'd been along on that ride. <laughs> right? I mean, you yeah. look at on any Sunday. Hey, can I go ride with Steve McQueen? Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. You guys right? had way too much fun. That's a good gig. He had a good life, it sounds like. Dude, not bad. Yeah. You know? Could have done a lot worse. 80 seems a little young to me, but hey. Yeah, you know. It's a full life. Could be a lot fuller. It's too bad, man. It's true. Oh. 80's a good number. 
Race in peace. Yeah. Hey, octogenarian, right? Yeah. By a couple weeks. but Just got you by a couple weeks, yeah. Anyway, we will miss you, Bruce. Thanks for your contributions on this face of this earth. We dedicate to the show to you, my friend. Got some music for us, George? Oh, you want to hear some music? <laughs> it would have rolled perfectly. I should have kind of pointed to you or something. <laughs> You're not reading my mind. I thought you still had something to say, man. That's why I was just going like... <laughs> to... Let's see how this works out.
All of which are American dreams. All of which are American dreams. All of which are American dreams. And that was Chelsea with Right to Work. Before that was uh, Know Your Enemy, right? Rage Against the Machine, featuring Maynard James Keenan. Good shit. Yeah, it's a good tune, man. Indeed. Yeah, surprising. This was, this was just how it came out, man. It's like, right on. That's not too bad. I'll just run with it. I just started hitting save, 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 and then uh, or I put it on this uh, playlist. And Dude, either your computer's possessed or it's got a good algorithm going. Yeah, I must be doing something right, huh? Yeah, look at the big, big words. Yeah, no, I suppose. 
Ah, so you had you had a few more things to say about Bruce on the break there, man. Yeah, you know, you look Bruce back Brown. at motorcycling. It started, you know, turn of the century in the 1900s, and uh, you know, Clark Cable and those guys in Hollywood. You know, eventually motorcycles became kind of a, the status quo for the cool guys kind of thing, and that carried over for years, right? But uh, after World War II, uh, down in Hollister, they had a big event, and a uh, bunch of bikers running around and stuff. And it wasn't that out of hand, from what I've heard. But Time or Life magazine was there, and. Uh, they capitalized on fear and they put beer bottles around some guy that passed out. I mean, you've probably been to an event where you passed out. I, I might have had that happen once. Uh, anyway, they put beer bottles around this guy, took pictures. And, oh my God, it was mayhem. Uh, people were scared for their wives and daughters. And, oh my God, it was mayhem. <laughs> and they, they started this biker image of the intimidating guy, you know, that he's lawless and he'll kill and blah, blah, blah. And then Bruce Brown came along with his movie in 71 and kind of reset the whole landscape. Hey, you know, actually, it's the people down the street that ride dirt bikes or race or whatever. It's not all, you know, guys over there brooding every night with their boys. You know, how are we going to rape and pillage this weekend kind of thing? It's like, no, there's just normal people that ride, you know? People yeah. like me and you, George. Yeah, you're normal. We. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I've got a street bike, let's be honest with that one. <laughs> ah, good it kind of comes and goes, I have to be honest. But anyway, you know what I mean? It did kind of reset the button for America that uh, they're, they're not all hell's angels out there trying to tear the place down. It's not all a bunch of uh, bikers or whatever. It's it's everybody rides bikes. Right. So... Anyway, Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown contributed in a different, lot of different uh, uh, areas for society, from surfing to. Well, I'm sure tying Steve McQueen into that movie had a lot helped with that too. You know, because after the Dirty Dozen or what was that? It, when he, what was that movie where he escapes on the motorcycle? Oh, uh, fuck! He just done bullet at that point. Uh, right. Great Escape. That's where he does the one the jump on the Triumph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be a BMW, but it's a Triumph. Yeah. It's actually his buddy Bud Eakins that did the jump. Right on. Yeah, Bud Eakins was bad. He gets all tangled up in the. He was the one that ta- taught him how to like go desert racing and all that shit. Or he got Steve McQueen into desert racing. Right on. So yeah, Bud Eakins was badass. He had a shot for fucking ever. He outlived everybody. You know, he had a big old collection of bikes when he. I think he passed away in the last ten years. I want to say something like that. Huh. Uh, yeah, not a fan of the two strokes. <laughs> These old timers, they had the desert sleds, and then two strokes came along in the early, late sixties. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Jesus, damn new fangled Japanese garbage. Really? <laughs> and then they went out and dominated that de- decade or couple, two or three. Yeah, it was two strokes, man. Yeah, running with Steve McQueen and Bud Eakins—that'd be pretty good. That'd be right there with Clark Gable or any of the boys back then, you know. Or if who else rode with Clark Gable? You know, Tyrone Power. Who are you talking about? Uh, I'm talking about famous people that <laughs> rode motorcycles. You prick! These people were famous at one time. Well, they were. <laughs> you need to go to, to film school, George. You seem so educated sometimes. You know, no, I just—you never saw Gone with the Wind. I don't. Uh, you know what? I bought. Gone with the Wind on DVD to check it out, and it was two DVDs, and fucking, they had a fucking... <laughs> it's a long fucking movie. It's a long fucking movie, man. It is. It's, it's an epic adventure. Not really. I, I couldn't get into it, man. It was just fucking lame. Oh, yeah? I thought so. It wasn't... It's was too long. It was like four and a half, five hours long, man. Yeah, I got dragged into it night with my mom, but it wasn't the worst experience. I you know, I, I really went into it thinking, all right, this is a classic. It's going to be a good movie. I want to check it out, and it just, it just didn't grab me. Hmm. 
Didn't do it for me, man. What about Star Wars? You Frank Star Wars my dear. I don't give a damn. <laughs> what about when he goes to shoot the horse because the daughter fell off? Yeah, like I remember any of that shit. Come I don't on, remember that. Stupid movie. <laughs> Citizen Kane, another stupid one. Fuck Did all everybody these epic die? movies. No, stupid movie. <laughs> Star Wars, people die. That was a good movie. Not enough people died. Stupid. <laughs> die harder. Yeah, yeah. Kill them all. <laughs> yeah. If only I've Mega Death did movies, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kill them all, bitches. <laughs> you almost spit milk out of your nose. The show has gone off the rails. It wouldn't be milk. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, toss my, a turd and wet yourself? No, my hand is fucking killing me, dude. I don't know what the fuck's going on with it. and It's really bugging me, and, and it's worrying me, man. I don't know what the fuck's up. Fuck, you might have to go on disability. I just want to work. You're just falling apart. I beat myself up when I was younger. People, you know, people told me you, you broke bones. You know, you're going to get arthritis, right? So they took the x-ray of my, and I got a broken thumb from back in 93, 94. My thumb got mangled. Ooh. Well, not mangled, but it's still, I mean, you can see it's like still swollen. This knuckle's like fucking a, a knot compared f- to the other one, right? Fuck, that is not quite freakishly, but it is. Uh, Abby, it is Abby normal. It ain't right. Wow. It goes sideways. Wow, look at hey, your little dog doing her little me, fucking... Let me give me I high fives. Your hand. Let me give me five fives. <laughs> I love my dog. We need a camera in this studio. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, George's thumb is like... Not bigger twice than, what it bigger than Willie's be, paw. It, it's, it's odd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my Labrador would be proud to have that thumb for him. Like, <laughs> Willie's paw could high five my thumb. It's bigger than your wrist. <laughs> you got issues. Here's some music from Brother Spellbinder. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. Normally this would be the weekly rev with Roman. Roman's out of town this week. I'm Global Val. I'll be up next at 2 p.m. with Women's Magazine. I'm speaking with Vice News correspondent Gianna Toboni. Stay tuned. 